episode 91 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously, uh, how you doing, uh, where, where are we, we're outside the gym, that's right, join the gym, in your face, Wahala, <laughs> I joined the gym, I've uh, joined my local gym, basically today was just to test out how weak my my arm was, and on a scale of one to to weak, it's uh, very weak. <laughs> oh God, it's painful. It's painful how weak my arm is. Not even six kg. Not even four. It's just weird. I don't think um, I don't think the, the nerves fully repaired yet. I think that's what's happened. Um, but I'm gonna take it each step at a time. Go on the cable machine and just put another another plate on each time. Just gonna start with the lowest weight, do my sets on that, and then next next session, just put another weight, another plate on, just do my sets, and just slowly build my arm back to full usage. It's at the moment where it's not even about vanity now, it's all about functionality. I just want to be able to use my arm fully. That's all. So I'm going to use it fully like I use my right arm and stuff. So, you know, there's a simple wank joke there. But I, I, try, I try to be better than that. I'm not going to make wank jokes on my podcast. That's not it's not what I do. But um, it's been an eventful day. It's been a cool day. Um, I've been in, in the flat by myself. Had a full day off. And I chose to be pretty productive. When I say chose to be, I mean my girlfriend told me to do things. Left me... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually she left me a list. I was actually trying to be be helpful today. So did some did some uh, man shit. You know, when when you can say as a man, what did you do this weekend? And the moment you start your sentence with, I drove to screw fix. Ah, oh, you did some man shit. No, you definitely did some man shit. You drove to screw fix. What did you get? Um, some soft furnishings. No, <laughs> no, I got. A light switch, pull cords. The pull cord in the bathroom stopped working. Um, well, it was it was on it was on the way out. You know when you pull it and then you have to wait like ten seconds. Like pull and then it's just and then the light comes on. So you do that for a few days and you know it's on the way out and you think oh I'll get it fixed. Let's see how long it lasts for. It lasts for about two days at that level. And yeah, out, light, the click doesn't happen, light didn't come on, so I was like, oh, shit. She's like, oh, it doesn't work. Immediately, my mouth just opened. Yeah, I can fix that. Hadn't even YouTubed it at this stage yet, guys. Not even Googled, not even YouTubed. My mouth just went, yeah, I can fix that. Oh, shit. Now, now it's my job to fix it. So, um, yeah. So I went to Screwfix, got the light. Didn't measure anything up before. Ah, it's got to be a universal fi- fixture. It'll, it'll fit. Then I went on YouTube to see how to do it. Seemed easy enough. Switched off the power at the mains. Um, you know, you just hear everything in the flat power down. And it was at that moment I thought, probably overzealous, because I realised to do that, the freezer and the fridge would have to be off. So I was like, let's just find a switch specific- specifically for the bathroom but um there wasn't one so uh, i had to find one there was one for lighting though so i just did the lights did that unscrewed it 
easy. But then it's been painted and sealed shut now. I wasn't sure if it was actually sealed shut or it was just painted shut or it was actually just one big fixture. But in my mind, it should be in two parts. So this way I have to take the risk of just chiseling away at the paint with a screwdriver. So oh, I could fuck this up. And all the goodwill, all the, all, all the good intentions of fixing this light will be absolutely in the toilet. If I fuck this up. And um, I didn't, I didn't guys. I replaced the light. And, uh, you know, reattached all the, all the girly furnishing. It's got these annoying beads on there and this silver thing at the end for the pull string i mean it does make it look nice it's a nice finish but like finishing isn't a guy thing is it that's i was happy just have the pull cords and i was like she she won't have this so i did that did my man thing put my toolbox down looked at the light switched the mains back on light started working switch worked and then uh i felt felt like a real man guys for about two seconds until I started singing and dancing that I did a man thing. Uh, kind of in a high-pitched voice. And that kind of undermined all the manly things I just did. Fully skidding on my socks. I did the man thing. I did a man thing. Oh, yeah, and just undermined the whole manliness of the situation. But no one else was in the flat. But now you all know. Just did that. Therefore, I reward myself, go to the local. You know, you go to check out your local pub. And the thing is, when you grow up around white people, right, as a black guy, you grow up around white people, sometimes um, you, you get, you get like, um, what's the word? You know, you get passive smoke. Sometimes you get passive whiteness. <laughs> passive white privilege. I just strolled into this local pub like I was white. Didn't even cross my mind. I had my Tottenham jumper on, Tottenham hat on, going and watch Chelsea, Man United. Didn't even cross my mind until I walked into the pub and thought, what if people in this pub are, one, Chelsea fans, two, racist. Two, two wasn't needed to be said because I said one, all Chelsea fans are racist, even the black ones. No, I've made that up. Uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a libelous, no, slanderous uh, statement. But I don't think Chelsea fans going to come after me. But walked to the pub and I was like, Darren, what the fuck are you doing? Just remembered I was black as soon as I walked to the pub. Because everyone kind of stopped, looked. Good, like, good two seconds, everyone, everyone in the pub turned their head to the door and looked. And then they called just kind of turned back to the screen. And I was like, ah, it's all right. It's all right. Just Darren, just, you know how to work a pub, just... Do do what you do. Now, I haven't really been drinking recently, but the peer pressure for all, oh, if they overhear me ask for a non-alcoholic beer or an orange juice, they'd be like, who the fuck is this guy? I didn't go for any high-end beer. I was oh, yeah, Foster's, please. Just just a pint. Foster's. Don't even want to drink, but I'm, I'm in the pub and I don't want to stand out. Sat there in the corner of the pub. Oh. I won't, I won't get excited about a United goal or a Chelsea goal. I'll show them I like football. 
saw the replay of the first goal and Pogba lost his mark and I was like, oh, that's... I just muttered to myself, that's shit. That is shit marking. Saw one of the guys kind of look at me, see to say, you fucking what, mate? I just carried on watching something. Yep. And then, um... Then what happened? Then I went to the toilet and as I came out of the toilet, I opened the door and at the same time, one of the guys tried to push through the door. So he almost fell through the door, which made everyone in the pub laugh. And I was like, oh, sorry, mate. He's like, you fucking always, you always did me in there, mate. And I was like, oh, sorry. And he's like, ah, no problem. And he just walked past. And then I was part of the pub. Went to the bar, ordered some scampi fries. The guy saw my Tottenham badge. He was like, ah, Chelsea ain't won today. All we just need is us to beat West Ham. And I was like, are you, you, you a Spurs fan? So like, yeah, most of us in here are. And I was like, ah, see, that's what the look at the door and the look away was. They looked at me, saw my black face, went, who the fuck is panned down to see a big old cockerel on my chest sat on a ball? And they're like, ah, no, he's all right, he's Spurs. He's Spurs, let's, let's watch the game. Clocked it, I worked it out, you see. You see, football transcends race. If your team's winning. <laughs> it's got, got to learn that. Got to learn that, people. Trust me. The, the people, if you ever watch football live, the type of people you stand next to and the shit you hear. Like, oh, remember when I was, I watched like, um, my first few games, went to see Spurs at Wild Lane. And we had um, Lee Young-pyo as our left back. Korean guy. Pretty shit. Yeah, so left back, he only he was only right footed, always cut in. Really just typical first sided back then, where he was, you know, aiming for 14th in the league. And he was shit. He was shit, but he was shit because he was shit at football, not shit because he was Asian, and definitely not shit because he was Chinese, because he was Korean. But oh, that didn't stop the fads. Oh, for fuck's sake, DVD! That's what they called call him, DVD. DVD? Hey, DVD! Fucking clear the ball, DVD! <laughs> so fucking hell. And what's worse about that kind of racism is it makes you chuckle. And that is the worst kind of racism. Whereas a black guy surrounded by white people being racist, right? If you laugh as a black person, you have just validated and co-signed their racism. So now I'm having to stand there looking stony-faced that this guy's called him DVD. And I'm in my head cracking up. God, that is fucking dreadful but hilarious. But I've got... No, no, I've stony-faced. Stony-faced. See, so I'm there. And even though I find it hilarious, two things to be true. It's hilarious, but it's offensive and the guy's a prick. So I don't want to be this guy's mate. But what happens in football? Your team scores. His arm comes around you. He screams in your face. Fucking get in. And then you just scream in his face. Ah, come on. And then you're hugging. That's how football goes. I remember one time I was watching Spurs uh, West Ham at Upton Park. Scariest thing. Guy almost kissed me. Literally, he jumped forward four rows of chairs. Don't know how he didn't break himself. My mate Ash was hugging someone else. And this guy hugged me, 
pulled away and tried to do the whole, you know, you know the film stare where you stare in like a like you know, you, you feel you stare into their eyes and your head turns and you start trying to kiss them. But you know, in the film, it's both people doing it at the same time, so the kiss kind of happens because like, they're locked in this magic. See, this is what this guy did to me. He looked at me, and I was like, "What is he looking at?" Because you know, I'm not on that wavelength. But his head tilted. It's like, is this guy going to try and kiss me? And then his eyes closed and his lips puckered, and I pushed him away. And he looked at me. He's like, oh, "Come on, you spurs!" He just fell over. I was like, "That guy." is battered and I had do what and I had no there was no part of me I thought the guy was gay like even after that I don't think he was gay I think he was just so happy he got gay that he was so happy he went to like the 1970s definition of gay like 1930s I think yeah about 1930s definition of gay but um talk about football hey shout out Jamaican ladies Football team. Oh, I read their story, right? In the Metro. Hopefully they got a full page in the Metro. Their story. So I hope they got the same coverage in Jamaica. But um, reading the story, it was um, it's actually quite... Um, it's quite moving, actually. I don't know why. don't know why. It moved me. It moved me. Just, um, just made me realise how much I like being Jamaican. <laughs> you know, you, you ever get that? Just a sense of national pride? I do feel bad for um for British people who you know who don't know how to have national pride without feeling guilty or that have national pride without um being racist about it or xenophobic. You know? You can say you love being British without saying fuck the French. You know? We like being English even. That's that's totally fine. But no problem with that. Because this is how I felt when I was seeing, saw the Jamaican ladies and no, I just saw the images and it was moving. It was nice. It's like the first Caribbean team to qualify for the Ladies World Cup. So, big up to Jamaica. Big up Jamaica, man. But talking about a Jamaican legend, you see what happened with Usain Bolt. And the Australians, Australia, by the Australians being racist on Sunrise. Now, here's the thing. So, what happened was he scored two goals for it, South Coast Mariners in Australia and, and one, of the, one of the anchors, there's four of them there, one of the anchors said, ah, you know, it's a win-win because if he plays well you know, he's there, they've got him if he doesn't play well, you can just sell him so it's a win-win if, you have, uh, if you've got use in bolt the next guy come in, I went well, who's to say that slavery is a well, nah, 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 nah right, now here's the thing I don't defend racists. And I like to call Australia the most racist place in the world because it's just funny to me. It's funny to say, I know Australians, I like accused them of being racist. And not one Australian's ever denied that they're racist. <laughs> By the way, any Australian I've accused of being racist, like, yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm racist, but so? There's, there, there's no... There's no guilt about it. They're like, isn't everyone racist? It's like, no, 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 not everyone. But I don't think this guy was being racist. I think this guy was being politically correct and he got caught midway. I think that, I, gen I genuinely believe the explanation that 
Because the guy was about to sell him, he immediately went, oh, it's it. It's just like slavery. But as soon as it came out of his mouth, he was like, oh, shit. I know what this is going to look like. Ah, I'm just going to cut it off now. Now, this is the thing. Because he cut it off there, he made himself look even worse. See, what you've got to do, you've got to say that shit with your chest. Or you acknowledge why you didn't finish what you're saying. And just deal with it there and then. So he should have gone, oh, well, this is me giving him the benefit of the doubt. This is what I would have done if I was him. I would have gone, yeah, he said that slavery is, oh, no, whoa, definitely not saying that. That would look terrible. And then people would be like, it would be no awkward in the studio and go, no, I've got the shovel out now. I'm going to keep digging. Uh, I was going to make a joke about slavery because you mentioned selling someone. Then I realised we're talking about a black guy. That's going to look terrible on morning TV. So, hey, hands up. I'm an idiot. It's just some, that's that's it. And people have to go, yeah, you are an idiot, but oh, God, I've just got to move on. You know what I mean? Just, just laugh it off. Just sweep that away. No, I mean, it's like, sometimes tension can just be broken with laughter. What show was we watching? I was watching a show, I want to say Apprentice. There was a show, but something happened, and it was a serious moment. And all it would have taken is someone just to make a fucking joke about what happened. And it would have gone. It would have just gone straight away. Because everyone's trying to be so serious in that moment. What was it? Ah! Was it The Apprentice? Ah. Can't be celebs go dated because that's not serious enough for there to be tension. Nah, it won't definitely won't celebs go dated. Which is flipping I watched that. I watched uh that's government introduced some amazing trash TV. Celebs go dated, I probably would have watched of my own accord anyway. Um But 90 Day Fiance started watching that. Whole my god that show is trash but wow is it golden trash that is the creme de la creme of trash tv bravo 90 day fiance right it's about these people who fall in love from different countries and they've got like 90 days to decide if they're gonna get married otherwise you know they're gonna just be in different countries can never be with each other and won't get visas and shit oh man it is amazing. There's one who's this Catholic girl from America trying to marry this like devout Muslim dude from Libya. And like, it was just weird. It was weird because he was so Muslim and she was so Catholic. Like, none of them were like middle of the road, liberal, yeah, you know, whatever. I think they're both going to his marriage going, yeah, the other will convert. Now, I'm not religious, but I understand that religion is a major thing in someone's life if you are religious. So I can't see how you can be a devout anything and just assume the other person will convert. If you're so religious, you're so Christian, you're so Muslim, you're so Jewish, surely that's one of the key criteria. You know what I mean? Like if you're like really pro-black or if you're really left wing or you're really right wing, whatever, whatever you're 
ideologies in life, if you're really about that life, surely that's one of the conversations that comes up in the first date, and it's a deal breaker. So you to be, oh, um, I really take my Catholic faith seriously. How are you fucking mumps in with a Muslim bloke from a different country? How has this happened? So it's just like you don't see him. That's what I always find it strange. Someone because I'm so pro-black. Got their ank. You know what I mean? Got their red, black and green on all day, every day. They're overstanding things. And then suddenly they're with like some blonde chick. And so how, how did this happen then? Like, how, like people say you can't choose who you fall in love with. I think you can a bit. You can definitely choose who you fancy. I definitely think that. Definitely think that as well. You fancy someone, you find them attractive. Actually, they no, may not choose who you fancy, but you choose who you, can, who you pursue and who you continue with. That's a fact. I think it's hard to. Only time you can probably fall in love with someone before you pursue anything is if like you work with them or you go to school, go uni. You're in proximity with them, and you just get to know each other's personalities before you even think of each other romantically. Like I've seen that happen before. It's like it used to happen at school, really, isn't it? Like, you just spend time with someone, you think they're really cool, and then it's like, it takes someone else to point out. They go, oh, who's that? And it's like, just my, oh, just my friend. Oh, she's kind of cute. Do you mind if I, you know, go through? You're like, oh, that's a horrible turn of phrase about going through. You know, she's not a tunnel. But, um, all right, yeah, sure, I have no issue. And as you start hearing the stories about them to getting together, you're like, I'm not happy about this. Shit, I like her. Damn it. I can see how that could happen. So if you've got different ideologies, you're not talking about those ideologies because you're at work or you're at a different thing. You just find out, oh, yeah, you watch, you watch, you watch Game of Thrones too. Yeah, yeah, you watch, you watch Suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you like that, you like that film? You watch that sport? Cool. Then you're just like, oh, wait, shit. I've finished with this person, but it can't work out. Because, you know, I'm Jewish, they're Muslim, or I'm pro-black and they're, like, super white. You know, I can understand that can happen. But when you're just dating off the bat in your search, when you're typing in your search, or when you're searching the club, surely these people who don't match those criteria, they're not coming on your radar. Surely not. I don't know. As that, I, anyone who says you can't control who you fall in love with, here's here's my question to you, right? So if you was out and you saw someone who you fancied and you chatted to them all night, had a great chat, and then suddenly they say something like, oh, yeah, anyway, I've got to leave because I've got exams next week. You go, oh, cool, what are you studying? They're like, oh, A-levels. It's like, what? Yeah, I'm A-levels. It's like, Aldi, 17. What? Any time I ask people that question, this is their response. Yeah, but I'll be able to tell if they're 17 before we started talking. Not in this situation, you can't. The situation giving you is you don't know they're 17. They don't come across as 17. They're super mature. They've lived through shit. They've had life. So for whatever reason, they are, their head's screwed on and they're flipping mature as fuck. But you just happen to... Come up, you didn't mention age because why would you? Because you thought they were of age, and now you speak is like, Yeah, I'm 17. 
You're now going to tell me, oh, I can't control who I fall in love with. I love them. So I'm going to be holding their hand through every exam and I'll be outside their school results day. <laughs> you wouldn't. You'd be like, ah, oh, shit. You'd just be backtracking out that conversation. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, cool. I remember my exams and yeah, do you want good luck with your exams and stuff? You just want to style out and back out the conversation so you don't look like you've panicked completely, like you've been some kind of paedophile that's been rumbled. Because you're innocent in this, but you need to back out like you're innocent. It's like, yeah, um, yeah, man, good, good. What are you studying? Okay, cool, cool, cool. And it's like, yes, you're going uni. See, now you start, you start turning the conversation into, I'm, I'm, I'm a mentor and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm teaching you how to do life. See, but you wouldn't pursue it. Surely you wouldn't pursue it. I know. Is that just me? Who's just not a creepy paedophile? You actually tend not to be the fuck if you go after a 17 year old. Just, uh, no, there's another term for it. But anyway, that that went off course. But um, yeah. <laughs> what else happened this week, man? What else has happened this week? Uh, oh, it's funny how um, your prejudice stops you from. Uh, shapes how you view the world, right? I was queuing up. In the shop, in the train station, in in a bit of a rush. Get the ch- uh, to get my train. Bit delayed. for all right, I haven't got breakfast. I'm just gonna get a nice little pastry. That's it. And there's this woman at the front of the queue, taking ages, acting like she's never used a fucking till before, touching all the pockets. You know, it's just exchange is taking way too long between the people in front. The queue's just backing up. I'm getting pissed off. There's only one person behind the till. It's a massive queue. I can I know there's another person back there, but they're not behind the till. They're doing something else. So I'm just getting agitated and angry. And then all my rage is there. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Only for her to turn sideways. Then I realise, oh, she she has needs. She she has needs. She's just she's some kind of disabled. I don't know what disability she has, but I can see in her face she has. She has needs from the side profile. And I immediately just relaxed. Immediately calmed down. I was like, Do you know what? It's not her fault. It's not her fault. She's She's got needs. She's disabled. Woosa. But then she turned full on. And I realised she's not disabled. Bitch, hurry up! It's just, it's amazing. Just the rage just came straight back. Just from... Oh, it's, it's okay, it's okay. To, no, no, no. And what that made me realise is, uh, although I positively discriminated against a disabled person, I still discriminated. So from now on, I will be just as much of an arsehole to disabled people as I am to everyone. Because I think that is the way to not discriminate. That's what discrimination means, just to treat one set of people differently to others based on your prejudice. So I'm, rather than stop being prejudiced, I'm just going to stop discriminating, that's all. I mean, well, I'm still going to discriminate in other aspects of life, like, you know, I won't, uh, you know, have relations with people who 
aunt, my girlfriend, you got to discriminate there. You know, you can't say, ah, everyone's every, everyone's a person, so that's why I'm with this woman. That, but it's not your girlfriend. Yeah, but you can't discriminate, can you? It's like, no, you can. You can discriminate. No, you can't. Animals are just equal to humans. All right, all right. But please, Barry, put that sheep down. Like, it's not, you've got to discriminate between humans and animals when it comes to doing what you're about to do to that sheep. I can't pull your trousers up. Nice one. Brilliant. Thank you, mate. Um, so, I will still discriminate in certain aspects of life, but when it just comes to disabled people, I will treat them just the same. Completely the same. So, you know, I see a disabled person... Looking for a lift and stuff, and they're by the stairs, and they're just at the top of the stairs in a wheelchair. I'm going to swear at them to move the fuck out my way because that's how I treat someone who wasn't disabled. And if they ask me where the lift was, again, I'll treat them like they wasn't disabled, and I would lie and say I don't know where the lift is and just. Just walk off and carry on with my day. I think that's what will make me a better person. <laughs> no, of course not. Of course not. Of course not. It's just found it interesting. It's found it interesting how, you know, my whole attitude and perspective just completely changed when um, <laughs> when I realised that she wasn't disabled when I thought she was. Uh, I feel so bad for this guy, right? So, you know, when you're walking on your own, you listen to music and... Because you've got in your headphones, you start believing that what you're seeing is a part of the music video and you are the star of your video. Yeah, everyone does that, right? Don't act like it's just me. Piss off, mate. I know we all do. Well, this guy was just doing that in, in the street. He was fully, uh, what's the word? Like, he wasn't merely rocking. He was, uh, what's the one with the, the hand and the foot and you kick it back? I can't remember. I can do it. I just can't remember what. The name is. It's not the floss. It's not the merely rock. It's the, oh, it's the Lingard did it. Oh, I can't remember what the dance is. Lingard and Pogba did it to each other. But this guy was just doing that on the street. Now I'm sat in my car in the dark. So he was in his. He was fully in his music video. And then he got. He felt a sense that there was eyes on him. Turned around, just saw me sat looking at him. The way he walked straight. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Have no shame, young man. The world is your music video. Dance. Dance free. But, um... I mean... There's nothing else that's happened um, in the news this week. Because they, they talk about a second re- referendum that's still going on. Yeah, the People's March today had no interest in going to that. Um, I feel like I do need to start taking interest in... Brexit though, because it's happening in March. Uh, so, you know, I feel like I should really take a keen interest in that because um, I do live here. Um, it's really fun and cool being a comedian, one, 
uh, and being black too, so I can give the whole, uh, you know, left wing, right wing, they're all still racist, and just taking the piss out of both parties and both wings. But then I do sometimes forget that I am actually a citizen of this fucking country, and something's actually about to happen to this country that's pretty massive and a pretty big mark in history. So I may start taking a keener interest in the affairs of the country that I live in. No, I think that might be something to do. I know it's crazy, it's wild, but it's an idea, guys. It's a bloody idea that we all try to understand what the that's going on. Because I started reading about it, like uh, this whole transition period and blah, 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 blah. But apparently when it gets to March, it's done. There is no transition period. That doesn't exist in in the in the, what's the constitution of the EU that Britain helped draft up. No, it doesn't exist. The whole point of Article 50 is you have two years. That is your transition period. Those two years to sort your shit out in those two years. That's where we start meant to be, you know, making all negotiations and shit with other countries and getting all treaties set up and trade agreements and shit like that all that we don't get all that done in those two years not wait till the two years is done we're like we're like uni students right now just cramming for the exam hey brother you started uh, your coursework yet nah it's not when is it due in march nah nah i ain't bothering not yet not yet right this is gonna take a while you know yeah i know but yeah i think i've been cramming all the rest of the time so i'll be all right now, this is like a big exam. I'll just copy your answers. But I ain't leaving the EU. It's just you, bruv. Oh, no. Oh, no. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but I don't know what else is happening in news. There's another small, um, it's small, more white ladies calling police on, on black people. I don't know why this is the news agenda, right? Because, like, you know, when they keep on plugging something all the time i've got my theory though of what it is here, here it is you ready ready for my conspiracy theory of why they're really driving these stories of white women calling to police on black people because what are the two biggest like kind of isms or campaigns going on that will kind of threaten the dominance of white men sexism is one so sexism that's feminism you know all that the me too stuff that's one the other one race race is always the big one so what better way than to pit them against each other boom which side are you on you on racism are you on sexism you see, because what it does now, right, is you use the racism to undermine the feminism. Because then you've got the Me Too movement, believe all women. How can you believe all women when these white women keep on calling to police for stupid shit? Oh no, they're all undermined now, so you can't trust them. Aha, undermined. What a way. Because I don't believe these newspapers care about racism at all. But they do care about this fucking Me Too shit and it's pissing them off. So they're like, do you know what? Let's nip this in the bud. 
Let's undermine these women. What with? Well, can't use the LGBT lot this time. So, let's use racism. Boom. Nice one. Run the stories. Let's find them. Now, I'm not saying these things don't actually happen. I'm not, I'm not that much conspiracy theorist that I think just stuff's fabricated. No, I think this stuff actually happened. But it's why is it covered? And why is it pushed through the news? Is it actually being pushed through the news? Or is it just my algorithms? Because I click on every single link that has one and share it. That now I get to see every single subsequent instant of this happening. Who knows? Who knows? But that's what I think is happening. I swear, they need to have wasting police time in America. It's clearly not a serious enough crime out there because people are just doing it flagrantly. Absolutely flagrantly. Um, right. Let's do a bit dear Deirdre so this doesn't overrun. Um, because I want it to be a short one because I should be appearing on someone else's podcast this week. That's right. So you lot who listen to me, you probably listen to these other podcasts and I'm going to be appearing on a podcast near you. <laughs> so um, I'll share that, obviously, when it's recorded and it's released. But I didn't want to cover too much stuff going on in the news in case I have to talk about that on the pod and it'll just... Uh, it just yeah, I don't have to repeat myself. I mean, I do it doing comedy all the time. But, um, oh, talking about comedy, not, it's not, um, it's not si- signed, sealed and delivered yet, so I shouldn't really talk about it, should I? But then, you know, they sent me the email to say it's going to happen, so uh, I should be performing at the Hackney Empire um, in November. Should. If it falls through, then I'll discuss why it fell through on the podcast, but... Hackney Empire, uh, if you go on my website, there's a link there for it. I haven't shared the link around too much because, you know, uh, I haven't yet. So, <laughs> now get off my back. I've got other stuff to do. I've performed in Windsor before. I'm doing other performances. So, um, you know? Anyway, dear Deirdre, uh, my, <laughs> my friend told me she's pregnant by the boyfriend... I've been secretly bedding. No, 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 no. I have been having sex with my friend's boyfriend behind her back. Now she's expecting his baby. I feel sick with guilt. Do you know what you could feel sick with? Morning sickness. And you could be pregnant too. So pull his penis out of your vaginer before you get yourself pregnant. Because I doubt it's as funny. You know, L girls are... Kids at the same time, and then we'll be best friends, and our kids will be best friends. But it's not so fun when they've got the same dad. So no, it won't be fun with it. Um, I'm 26, and my friend is 25. We worked together in a clothes shop for two years until I moved into recruitment. Um, her boyfriend is 28, and they they have a very rocky relationship. So to steady it, you thought you'd get involved and just you know. I can't think of a pun. Um, let him dock his ship in in your port, in your in your love port. Darren, try harder. Okay. Um, she is highly promiscuous and has repeatedly gone with guys I've been with. 
She has a child with a boyfriend, but they still cheat on each other. And she's even had sex with his best mate. Oh, this is all a mess. All a mess. And I just wish, I just hope you're all wearing the condoms because the STDs must be just flying around. Going to, just going to a room view, guys. Like, oh, what's that? Tastes like gonorrhea in the air. Anyway, um, she says she and her boyfriend are now longer, are no longer together, but I know that they still meet for sex. I don't understand that, how people have sex with their exes. Oh, no, it's just me. I guess it's just me. I've never, I've never done it. I've never had sex with an ex. No. Never done it. I know it's just like just, I've said it before. There's like a switch in my brain that goes, no, don't want it anymore. Um, one evening he dropped by to collect a jacket she had left at mine, and I offered him a beer. You slag! You offered him a beer, you slag! Um, we chatted for a while. But when I stood up to go to the loo, I tripped over his foot and landed in his lap. Fuck off. What's this? Now, if you started having sex here, what happened to that wee you needed to have? You got to go to the loo, you tripped and fell in his lap. What kind of carry-on sucking is this? This slapstick porno happening. Womp, womp, womp. Let's see. We chatted for a while. When I stood up to go to the loo, I tripped over his foot and landed in his lap. He went to help me up and my face ended up very close to his. He kissed me and I couldn't resist. I don't agree with cheating, but he was a great kisser. We started feeling each other's bodies through our clothes and then went to bed. I bet you squirted. Not you weed on him. You're disgusting. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm about to come, and you're just like, I'm not, I'm not about to come, just, oh, God, yeah, but his stupid male ego's like, fuck you, she's so wet, ignoring all the smell of wee, because forget that you went to go to the toilet, like, what, what happened? Um, anyway, we had sex numerous times that evening, um, it was unbelievable, I now know why my mate finds him so irresistible. Um, next time I saw him was for a drink one night with the two of them. She caused a row and stormed off, leaving us alone. We went back to my place and had sex again. We've managed to do it on four occasions now. Later, my friend told me she had ended up having sex that night with some random guy. So I wasn't feeling too bad about it. I can see, yeah, that that would give it of my guilt, to be fair. <laughs> I can't lie. I can't lie. Not that I would bang, you know, my mate's girlfriend, but... If I did bang my mate's girlfriend and he came back to me telling me, yeah, I smashed some other chick. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel so bad. I mean, I'm a dog. I feel I am a dreadful person for doing what I did. But now you just told me you did that. Yeah, I don't feel too bad. But uh, last night she called to say she's pregnant with her ex's baby. I felt sick to my stomach. I don't want to hurt her or question her. But how can she be sure it's his? Should I tell her? what we've been up to or keep quiet i'm not sure how you telling her you've banged her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend makes her sure whether the baby's his or not so no i don't even know how that's made you feel sick or bad you can still carry on banging him if you want because they're not together you can carry on being a shit friend get the d
And then just duck out. You only two years friends from a clothes shop. You're not real friends. Get out of here. Um, what else? I'm joking. You make friends anyway. But um, let's see. Uh, no. Oh, God. Right, I've got two more, two more. This way. Baby letter shock. I received a message saying I'm a dad. My partner is distraught. An envelope was pushed through the door yesterday containing a, contain a letter from an ex telling me I'm a father of a three-year-old boy. What? No, you can't tell me after three years. All right? Actually, to be fair, that... No, you can't tell me after three years because I would have moved on with my life and I'd probably be with someone else. So that's why you can't. But you can because babies are boring. So if I could just get like a toddler just in, that'd be great. Like not now because I'm, I'm with someone. But if I was single and, you know, and then I was still single throughout those three years and then you just popped up and go, oh, by the way, you have a son. I'm like, what? you pregnant no he's free i'm like oh man i'm so angry that you, you didn't tell me i've missed so much i've, I've missed like the first steps and, uh, and the first words and all all that stuff that uh, oh, oh man you've got some making up to do to me i'm oh, i shouldn't even want to be involved in his life from this point on but these are the interesting years i'm i'm, I'm in <laughs> anyway my partner saw the letter and she's in bits because we can't have children oh my god um the letter went on uh, i've been trying to find you and called twice but you weren't home i'll call i'll call again when i'm back in the area this has turned our lives upside down. My partner is 37 and I'm 40 and divorced. We've been together for two years. I was a bit of a jack the lad before we met. Um, but I didn't recognise the girl's name. Fucking hell, you're proper lad, Jack. Fucking hell, which bird's this? Which bird's pregnant this? I fucking hell, they're all pregnant, aren't they? Um, if it's true and I'm a dad, my parents will be thrilled as they have no grandchildren, but my partner will be devastated. I don't know whether to contact this woman. Right now I'm scared my partner will pack her bags and leave me. Listen, it's your kid. You've got to find out. If she leaves you, she leaves you, but it's your kid. What are you going to do? Not see the kid, and then your kid grows up, 18, becomes like the sickest rapper alive and just calls you a prick all the time. People tweeting that you're a prick and they've never even met you. And you're going to try and come back in his life. And you're like, yeah, it probably was. I, was. I was with someone and they were upset if I connected with you. Oh, all right. I guess you're with them now then. You're happily married. Nah, they left like two years after. <laughs> I was there. Well, I'm finding you because, uh, ah, yeah. Other shit came up. You know what it's like. You, you go to reconnect with your kids. You step out. You, you forget your keys. You go back indoors. Get your car key, then you forget where he's driving, he's go to go to a pub with your mates and then you know one thing leads to another and then it's fifteen years later, isn't it? And then yeah, you know, that stuff happens. Anyway, next one, last one. Sex is history. My husband and I have forgotten how to be lovers. Now all he wants is porn. My husband and I have forgotten to be lovers, we are just parents. 
I've put on weight. There you go. The fact you mentioned you put on weight means you should lose weight. He doesn't find you sexy anymore because you just got fat and let yourself go. And I bet, I bet you're just being a mum. Nothing sexy about just being a mum. Do you know what is being a mum? It's motherly. That's all it is. Doesn't turn guys on. Shouldn't turn guys on if you're just being a mum. If you're being a wife, oh, that's different. Being a wife and my, oh yeah, that's sexy. Oh man, she's holding down the home. Look at her. Jesus Christ, she's my superwoman. I love her. Mm mm mm. That's nice. But if you're just being a mum, covered in baby sick, and everything's just about the kids all the time. He's like, hey, hey, um, Don, how about we go out for something to eat? I've already made dinner for the kids. Yeah, they're not invited. I'm just, just me and you. But what about the kids? Stop talking about the kids. Do what? We should go on a holiday. Nice romantic holiday. Yeah, but where can we go at this time of year? You know, and it's half. It's, when's it half term as well? Fuck half term. The kids aren't coming. But the kids. Um. <laughs> anyway, um, I've made a wild assumption there. Let's see what, where it goes. I've put on weight since our three children were born and I've gone up three dress sizes. There you go. I'm 35 and my husband is 38 and a gym freak. There you go. He's not a gym freak. What he's doing is trying to make you lose weight without actually talking to you about it. So he's going to do the whole, I'm going to get fit. Hey, babe, what are you doing tonight? Um, I don't know. Just going to just plough through another tub of ice cream and watch Kardashians. You, I'm going to the gym. Do you want to come with me? <laughs> no. See you later. Um, he's never made rude comments, but only has sex with me when I've said I don't feel he loves me anymore. And it's like he thinks it's an obligation. Probably is. He's probably there pumping away, just covering his eyes. Just going, just, if I just don't touch her with my hands, I don't have to feel what she feels like oh i'll just think about the woman on the squat rack in the gym that's what i think about yep 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 gary why are your eyes closed they're not they're not closed. open your eyes and look at me i am helen i'm looking at you you're not you're you're literally you're literally looking at the wall i'm i'm looking at i'm looking at you gary can you please look me in my eye i want you to make love to me all right all right, I'll, 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 I'll look you in the eye. Fine. There you go. I'm looking at you now. How's, how, yeah, is this all right? Gary, you, you've literally immediately lost your erection. No, I, I just I just came. I finished. You were looking in your eyes was too sexy and I, I just finished there and then. Gary, you're not even wearing a condom. I know you haven't finished. I did. I, I did. Oh, oof, I'm, I'm tired now. Oh, God. Wow. Mate, same again next month. Um, anyway, so he, um, he confessed to watching porn and I know the women on there are all slim. Um, he will sometimes say, you're not fat, but I don't believe he really feels that. He's enthusiastic when I say I'll diet, but I find it difficult to know where to start. Okay, so, I've been an arsehole. 
reading all of that. Um, but here's the thing. You are fat. Admit that. And he needs to admit that to you. That you're fat and he doesn't find you being fat attractive. That's what you both need to do. You don't feel attractive being fat. He doesn't find you attractive being fat. So let's all just point to the elephant in the room. Not you, Helen. Jeez. I'm not... God. You're... Right. And we address the fact that you're fat. So... What do you do? Diet. Diet and exercise. This way he has to come on board and actually be encouraging. This way he has to say, look, babe, look, you've put on weight. You've got like three dress sizes. You know this. And I don't find that attractive. I want to find the woman that I fell in love with. Because I know she's in there somewhere. Three dress sizes down, she's in there somewhere. As you poke her in her in her rolls. Because women love that. Even men love that. If you're a bit overweight, someone's just poking you in your fat. We love it. Times when I've got a bit podgy. Oh. And exes have just grabbed my stomach. Going, oh. So, oh. See, that's me. I get fat shamed, though. The moment shit like that happens, I'm like, I'm sorting this out right away. I'm not being fat. It's getting come from a bloke. I remember one guy when I was playing football. He said, Darren, you've put on the timber. I was like, fuck that. I ran for every single ball that game. So I'm not being fat. Sometimes racism and sexism as well has helped me lose uh, weight. I remember when I was 13 at school, lost a race. Foot race. So not only a girl, but a white girl. I mean, uh, I am black. I am Jamaican. I should be fast. Prejudice. And I'm a boy. She's a girl. I'm faster than a girl because I'm a boy. Even if she was a pro- professional athlete and she beat me in the race, I'd still be like, fucking hell, a girl beat me. Even now, if I went into a foot race with any of the professional athletes, if they're a woman and they beat me, there's a little part of me that goes... Fucking hell, I lost to a girl. And, you know, as long as I don't express that vocally, then it's all right. No. (laughs) Ah, dear. But, yeah, that's what you need to do. You need to um, get fit together. And that's that's what you got to do, guys. Anyway, that is the end of the pod. It's lasted an hour. Didn't mean to. I need to go get something to eat and, and chill out. Chill out at home. All right. See you later. Bye. Actually, wait, don't want to say anything else. What's going on this week? Oh, Leicester Square. I'm at Leicester Square um, at um, the museum. Museum of Comedy on Tuesday. Leicester Square Theatre, new comedian of the year. Quarterfinal. So that should be good. Get through that, hopefully. And then Friday in Windsor. That should be good, hopefully, as well. All right, that is, that's the end of the podcast. I am out of here.